to the second episode of Wild Child. Today's episode is called It Was My Lifeline Until It Wasn't and it's about dance. (laughs) So today I'm talking about my experience with dance. Obviously everyone else has their own and different experiences when it comes to this art form. Uh, For me it was a lot. It honestly has been a roller coaster to say the least when it comes to my love-hate relationship with dance and I'm really hoping to be at a point where it's no longer a love-hate relationship. It's strictly just love. Uh, (laughs) Obviously that is difficult coming from the background of everything that I had gone to within this industry and this experience. So to start off, I grew up dancing. I was a competitive dancer for 11 years. I trained with a team to go ahead and do a World Tap Championships for the U.S. team in Germany. That was its own crazy experience. Did a, I also did a semester in college for dance. I taught dance and... Now I am once again dancing. So for me, there's two different forms. There's choreographed and improv. So for me personally, I prefer improv. It's something that I kind of always grew up doing without even knowing or having a title exactly for it because I would just play music like in my family If we do anything, there's music. If we're cleaning, we play music. If we're cooking, we're playing music. So my point being, since there was always music on in our house, at least my mom and I, we were always dancing. (laughs) Um, Obviously for me, my form and how I danced was a little more technical. And she was more just feeling the music as what she likes to say. And that's really the only way that I can express how to do improv. Like just to even start improv, it's really just like feeling the music and really getting in tuned and in touch with your body and just allowing it to move to whatever beat, vibe it wants to move to, whatever it wants to do. For instance, I was actually, I had to re-record this episode. Um, because the first time that I recorded it, it just really wasn't coming out the way that I wanted it to. And I really want to be able to shed light on my experience in more of a positive perspective. Because there, dance has given me a lot of positives in my life. And last night I had gone and did a dance class, a pickup dance class. It's with One Vibe Dance. I highly suggest if you're in that area in Florida to go to one of their classes. It's so much fun. Jen, who's the owner and the choreographer, was a dancer for the Dallas Cowboys cheer team. But last night's class, I had signed up for literally like an hour or two before the class started because I really didn't know whether or not I wanted to go. The last time I signed up and I chickened out. 
I chickened out because I was so nervous and cared so much and was like, there's no way that I'm gonna be good at this class. There's no way that I'm gonna be really good at this class because first things first, I haven't danced and truthfully, I have not done any pickup classes or danced in a year. It's last time this year I was dancing and that was because I was doing a semester in college. But since then, I haven't done any dancing. And I was really nervous that I just wasn't going to be good enough and that I was going to be looked upon. I was going to be laughed at. I was going to, I was worried and I was scared and I chickened out. And I knew that if I really wanted to do a class and start going again, because I really do, I love dancing and I really wanted to be able to go and do those classes and I just the getting there itself was almost an anxiety attack. Last night when I was driving there I just tried playing music that I knew was going to get me pumped and in the mood to dance and excited about it not nervous and I was really trying to go in with an open mind. Literally before I was walking into the class I was sitting in my car doing meditation because I was literally shaking because that is how much going to a dance class and how much anxiety the thought of going to a dance class with a bunch of people and knowing that they're gonna put you on the spot and film you and the camera's gonna be right up in front of you. It was so scary for me because I was like, oh, well, what if I forget it? What if I mess up? What if I fall on my face? What if I blank? It was just all the things that I became accustomed to and all the thoughts and negativity that I had been introduced to when I was starting out competitive dancing was starting to come back. And I think that's one of the reasons why I feel like I really want to continue going to these pickup classes because I really want to be able to break that pattern and break free of all of the things that cause me that anxiety because I truly do love dance and it truly has been there for me and sometimes been the only thing that I have and I owe it to myself and I owe it to something that I'm passionate about to continue and pursue it. Now, obviously, my head and my negative thoughts were getting the best of me. But once we started warm-ups, literally just warm-ups, and me watching myself in the mirror, and just seeing that I truly am just as good, if not better, than how I was when I was competing. I was just as good, or if not better. Honestly, I think I was better because... Once the music started playing, instead of watching the teacher and watching all the other girls in the mirror to make sure I was doing everything correctly, and I was making sure that my body looked a certain way when I was doing it, I was just watching myself. I was watching myself in the mirror. I was feeling myself. I was loving it. I was so confident. And this is just warm-ups. So then after learning the choreography and 
doing the dance, we were put into groups of three, and that's when they have the camera out, and they're shooting, and as I'm in this group, at the end of the choreo, you have to do improv. I'm like, improv's my thing. Improv is my thing. I, once again, didn't even know that my body could do some of the things that it was doing because it hasn't been doing it. It hasn't been doing it and it hasn't done any of it in a really long time. <laughs> Let me tell you, when I was shocked that I jumped into a split, somehow rolled onto my head and then rolled onto my neck back into a split, just some of the movements and things that I was doing during my improv, I was like, what the heck? Where the F did that come from? I literally walked off and was like, did I, did I really just do that? Was, was that me that just did that? And everyone around me during my improv part were cheering me on. They were looking at me like, oh, damn, go off, girl. And that's one of the other things that I really love about going to these pickup classes, specifically at this studio, because it's just so welcoming and loving. And the energy there is just so positive. And that's really, I think, the key and what's missing in a lot of places and on a lot of the dance industry. I feel like there's a lot of negativity and I feel like even when I was in college, some of the people that I was dancing with, but that competitive energy was still in the room. And it wasn't even in a room. It was on Zoom. That competitive energy was still somehow on Zoom where everyone's trying to prove to themselves that they're better dancer than the other person. And it was a lot it was a lot but I'm so thankful for that program because I do I did meet amazing girls I have great friends from that time of my life and I continue to stay in touch with them miss you guys um but yeah so dance has been a a big part of my life doing it since I was three it's been a roller coaster um When I first started out dancing, I'll call it Studio A. It was a small studio, and I was dancing with a lot of my friends that I grew up with. And I met a lot of girls later on that became my good friends. Um, Obviously, as you get older, you know that some friendships aren't meant to last. And that's okay. But in the moment, it's really hard to get over. And I found that a lot when it came to friendships that I had with girls that I danced with. I had great relationships with them, and then they would just end. And sometimes it was because they wanted to just move on, but sometimes it was also because they would be put on a different dance team. And because of that, the competitiveness starts ramping up more. I found that a lot of, at least one of my biggest friendships that I lost because of dance, not even just because of dance, I also, I also switched schools, so, hold on, rewind, go back, so, Studio A was 
very non-competitive. The environment there, yes, it was semi-competitive, but we didn't, our studio didn't even have a a competition team until I believe I was in either fourth or fifth grade. And they were just starting to build up their competition team. So it wasn't like we were some big studio with big competition team and everyone starts competing when you're six. That's Studio B. That's the studio that I go ahead and I switch to with a group of my friends that I grew up dancing with just because that was a hard decision for me. That was probably one of the big hard changes that I, as a kid, you know, have to make. <laughs> it's really, it doesn't sound like a big decision, but when you think about it and you're like 12 and you're really aren't being pushed technically or physically at a dance studio. However, your dance teachers that you're with treat you as if you're their own kid. Like, it was very hard to make the decision to go ahead and leave and switch dance studios just because of that strong connection that I have with the dance teachers at Studio A. Not to mention, too, my mom had danced at that dance studio. So we didn't really want to hurt anybody's feelings. We wanted to make it clear that this was strictly because I wasn't being pushed enough. And I wanted to be pushed because I really wanted to be a better dancer. I really wanted to start competing. And the dance teams that we were competing against during competitions were way better, way better technically and the choreography was more storytelling, less typical recital choreography. And the studio that I switched to, me and my mom and the rest of the group of girls that I switched studios with, their parents, we were all blown away by this dance studio. You walk in and it's like trophies all along the walls. Five different dance studios and beautiful costumes. Their recitals were full-on show productions, and the girls were amazing. Like, I'm not gonna lie, the girls at my studio danced really, really good. They truly were amazing dancers. I'm sorry, but it just sucks that they were so mean. (laughs) Um, But that's the other thing that I'd like to mention is even though there was bullying that went on during my time at Dance Studio B. The dance teachers really didn't notice it. And they really didn't see it. They really were not. I think the only reason why they weren't seeing it was because it was coming from the girls that they've been teaching since they were three, since they were little babies. So when you see the dancer that you've been teaching since they were three, You see them like your kid. And then no parent, when you think about it, no parent wants to know that their kid's bullying another kid. And no one ever would tolerate it or I would hope condone bullying. And that's certainly what my dance teachers immediately said. The day that I quit, the owner of the studio was going to every single, or at least in every single one of my classes, saying that she does not condone bullying, that it is 
ridiculous that there is bullying going on because that is not something that they condone at the dance studio. This is supposed to be a free space for everyone to learn and have fun and have friendships, long-lasting friendships. Okay, so dancing at Studio A, I loved it. And I really didn't feel like dancing was competitive when I was there. It was fun. It was nothing of I have to be better than the girl next to me because I want to be put in a better dance, even though that person has been my friend for eight years. Doesn't matter. I want to be a better dancer than her. When I was dancing at Studio A, I had none of that. I had none of those thoughts. I had nothing negative to say. And I didn't feel negative about how I danced. I thought I was such a good dancer. I had so much confidence. So much confidence that when I was dancing there, I wanted to do solos or duets or trios. That's how confident I was in my skills. And then I go to Studio B. Obviously, I transferred to Studio B because I know that technically I want to get better and I want to be a better dancer. And I want to do more competitions. So once you make that switch, though, you're playing catch up with all the girls that were born dancing at the studio. Like, they start dancing at the studio. I taught this class when they offer dance classes from as early as 16 months old. And you have them in a dance class. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. Teaching those little girls how to dance made me fall in love with dance again just because of A, just how darn cute they are, and B, because... You're teaching them the basics of dance, but you're teaching them something that when it comes down to, it makes them so happy. Obviously, when they first get in there, they cry because they're away from their mom or they're away from their dad. But once you get them focused and moving, it they love it. And they're having so much fun. They bring the positive energy. It was just refreshing. And it really made me think back to how I used to think dance was for me. How it really all started with me just having fun and having it be something that I love to do. And the headspace that I was in when I quit was, this isn't fun for me anymore. I really don't feel like I'm doing this for myself anymore. I feel like I'm doing it because everyone wants me to continue dancing and because I still would really love to have good friendships like I used to at a dance studio. Because let me tell you, the vibe from being on a sports team and the vibe from being on a dance team are two completely different things. When I quit dance, I started doing lacrosse again because I also quit dance the year that I went back to public school. And when I did lacrosse, that family feeling, obviously there's still that little bit of competitive side, but really there's no competing against each other because if you compete against each other out on the field, you're not gonna win. You're not gonna win because you're not playing as a cohesive team and it's a team sport. When you're dancing on a dance team, it's a lot different because everyone wants to. Obviously there's some dances where like dance all the same. You have to be in these formations. 
and these formations have to be clean. Everybody has to be clean. I think the biggest example that I can give to that was when I went to Germany on the USA TAP team. Uh, it's when I went with them that the training for that was also probably one of my breaking points. Doing the training for that was intense. And I honestly had a panic attack before one of the practices. Not to mention too, I had dislocated my knee and I was doing physical therapy like a few weeks. The tryouts and then after tryouts for it, it was immediately we were doing practices. The practices weren't like regular dance hours. It was added on. So, well, it wasn't like regular dance hours where a class for like 45 minutes or an hour or if you have multiple classes. It was from 8.30 to, not sure if it was to 6.30 at night or later um but the reason for why the practices were so long because it was the usa team so there were people out of state so it was a team mix of everybody from all around it wasn't just people from my dance studio obviously there were a a lot of people that were from my dance studio that were on the team but it was a lot (laughs) it was a lot of training and it was intense tap dancing my dance for my age group I was in the adult category and that dance was five minutes long tap dance and you're going all out you had to go all out because that was when I say it was intense I mean it like if you were not going all out during practice then you had to do the dance over and over and over again until the teacher said that you're going full out. So everyone has different levels to how they go full out. For me, I honestly would get frustrated. And I honestly thought that my dance teacher did not like me. <laughs> I, I thought she did not like me by the end of this competition even up until the competition i was like yeah she does not like me she doesn't like me at all because the whole time during training she was on me and my and i was trying my hardest i was trying my hardest to go full out as much as i possibly could even though i was still doing physical therapy on my knee like i still was trying to go 100% full out. Meanwhile, my teacher doesn't see that I'm doing that because the girls that are going full out are already on a different experience and different level for tap dancing. They have been going to the World Tap Championships for years and have been through these intense practices. Not haven't. <laughs> like, this is my first year. And I'm dancing with the girls that have been dancing at this level, like, almost their whole life. And here I am like, hi, this is like my fifth year being here at this dance studio. And I'm really trying to push myself. Like, it was, it was hard. That alone was hard. And then also to already feel like you don't belong on that dance team. And then to be called out in front of the whole entire class 
doing the five minute dance by yourself because your full out's not as good, that messed with me. Like I already in my head, first I was excited to be put on this team, but now I have anxiety being on it. It was a lot of pressure to continue to push myself. And then not to mention too, in my personal life, I had a lot of things going on. And mentally, that year, sophomore year of high school was my low point. And it was my low point because I really felt like I had no friends. I really felt like I had no friends, even though I I did. It didn't feel like that relationship and that friendship was genuine. And I felt honestly very worried and scared that I would be burned again because a lot of the friendships that were strong and that I had going into this new dance studio, all of those friendships were gone. By the time I left and quit dance, all of those girls that I had been friends with almost my whole life weren't my friends anymore. Like once you start competing in dance, that competitiveness does not leave just the stage or the competition. It's literally in the classroom too. It's literally even during water breaks. It's ridiculous because that's not how dance was created and that's not how it should be used. Dance should be fun, expressive, spiritual. It shouldn't feel anxiety. You shouldn't have heart palpitations. I was literally having heart palpitations while driving to a class, a pickup dance class. And I was having it because I haven't been dancing in a year. And everything that I worked so hard on when I was in college dancing felt like it was completely gone. Like everything that I had worked on for confidence wise and being confident in my dance abilities and in my skills and getting out of the competitive side and looking back and having that perspective of how I had it before I started competing. Having that, this is for fun, this is what I want to do, and I love doing it, so I'm going to freaking do it. But instead, last night, I was driving to this dance class, and I was having heart palpitations because I was, I was so anxious because all of the negative things about, well, I haven't danced in a year, so I don't think I'm going to be good. The people that are going to this are probably going to be better than me. They're going to be filming me. What if I mess up? What if my body doesn't work the same way that it used to? All the negative thoughts and negative things that I had picked up on over the years of competing and being at Studio B completely came back to me last night. But the amazing part is before going to that class and sitting in my car and meditating and allowing myself to get back into that peaceful space, clear my mind and walk in there. And it was funny because the owner, Jen, had remembered me. I was just so surprised. And last time I was here, it was literally right before COVID hit. But it's like, at that moment, I was reminded that not everyone in the dance world wants to be competitive. Not everyone is negative. Not everyone pushes the person to where they have anxiety. Not everyone... Just not everyone sees dance as a competition. And I'm sorry, but if you still see dance as a competition, that vibe is gonna show. Part of the reason why I got into the college program that I got into was because in my dancing, it showed that everything that I did in my performance was solely from my heart. 
and it was out of love and it was showing love. It wasn't, oh, I'm trying to get a spot in this program. It was, I'm going to try my hardest, put my heart and soul into this and I hope you like it. And if you don't, that's okay because I'm proud of myself for doing it. And part of something else that caught the attention of the director was the fact that my audition was improv. How I got in to their program was an improv dance. (laughs) That whole dance, and I have it on my Instagram, but it was all strictly improv. None of it was choreographed, and it was all for me. I just chose a song that I felt I really connected with, and I heard it, and I was like, yep, this is the song that I'm going to be doing for my audition. That's all that I needed to know. The rest was going to come to me. And because of that audition, and because I told her, yeah, that was all improv, that just came off the top of my head. I just allowed myself to do whatever it wanted to do because that's when I feel like I do my dancing best. And I'm right. I do my dancing best when it is strictly improv. Last night even, when it was my turn to get in the middle and do the choreography, yeah, I did go with the choreography, but the second I had to do the improv, I killed it. I killed it, and I walked off, and I walked out of the camera frame, and I was like, was that me? Because it didn't feel like me, and that's exactly how it was for when I was filming my audition video. It wasn't me. Something took over, and that something was my soul and my spirit, and I think god for that gift and i really hope to one day help others and teach them that gift because i'm sure everyone has it everyone has it in them and i'd love to be able to teach that to people so yeah i'm gonna go ahead and end this off on a good note all right y'all that wraps up the second episode of wild child remember everyone we are all perfectly imperfect humans so be kind stay wild and do what you want to do for you i'll talk to you guys next week bye